¿Cómo se llama? Rosa Elena Chanta Jiménez. Entonces tiene 77 años, 78 años. She's 78 years old, he said. Estoy en 90. 90 years old. This is Rosa and Claudi, along with an interpreter. They're talking to me from a small town in the mountains of Ecuador. It's called Vilcabamba. These days, they live in a retirement community. But they've lived in Vilcabamba their entire lives. They say Vilcabamba's always been a quiet place. When Claudi was growing up, he says there were just a handful of houses. No cars. They got around using donkeys to carry things here and there. Rosa says it was pretty much the same for her. She came from a family of farmers. They lived on what they grew. Vilcabamba was a place where they could grow their own food, enjoy the weather, ease into old age. Then, in the 1950s, some outsiders started to notice that folks in Vilcabamba, they were really easing into old age. As in, lots of people were living well into their hundreds in this quiet rural town. As international curiosity increased, things in Vilcabamba became not so quiet. I'm Johanna Mayer, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, a trip to Vilcabamba, a small town in Ecuador, where people came in search of the Fountain of Youth. Spoiler alert, they didn't find it, but they stayed anyway. After this... If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh-generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. These are backward areas according to our view of modern societies. They are agrarian communities where nearly everyone works long hours on the rugged hillsides to make a living from the meager soil. 
I had the opportunity. This is from a scientific article by Dr. Alexander Leaf, a Russian-American doctor studying longevity. He showed up in Vilcabamba in the 70s, back when Rosa was in her mid-20s and Cloudy was nearing 40. Dr. Leaf was taken with Vilcabamba. Life is characterized by much physical labor, sparse vegetarian diets, and a closely knit supportive social structure. It is also characterized by poor sanitation, infectious diseases, high infant mortality, illiteracy, and lack of modern medical care. Nevertheless, there are old people for whom their neighbors claim unusual longevity. Dr. Leaf is part of a long line of people obsessed with longevity. They say Ponce de Leon was searching for the fountain of youth when he landed in Florida. And today, Jeff Bezos is pouring millions of dollars into anti-aging startups. Gwyneth Paltrow's, quote, wellness website, Goop, features articles on places where people live a long time. And just a few years ago, you could pay $8,000 for a startup called Ambrosia to fill your veins with the blood plasma of young people. I hear this stuff and I see how goofy it all sounds. But still, a little part of me kind of wishes it were true. We are all trying to live longer. That's why we exercise, why we go to the doctor, why we take fish oil and eat kale and try to limit our wine and sugar intake. None of us want to die. So if there was something magical about Vilcabamba and its community of centenarians, it's easy to understand why people like Dr. Leaf were drawn there. In 1970, I was especially interested to visit Vilcabamba in Ecuador, since its inhabitants were Spanish-speaking and Catholic. The local church held the baptismal records and other documents from which the... And on that note, I should say, Dr. Leaf was not a quack. He was a professor at Harvard Medical School and an early advocate of the benefits of diet and exercise. It was actually some really legit research into the cellular biology of heart disease that led him to Vilcabamba. See, a different doctor had visited the region back in the 50s and written an article about how, miraculously, heart disease didn't seem to exist there. The article was published in Reader's Digest. From there, interest in the area grew. And by the time Dr. Leaf was doing his own work on longevity in the 70s, Vilcabamba was the place du jour for Fountain of Youth Seekers. So... Dr. Leaf decided to go and see for himself. When he arrived, he was introduced to a man named Miguel Carpio. When I was first introduced to Miguel Carpio, I was told he was the oldest living citizen of the valley and aged 121. And Miguel Carpio wasn't the only one. Out of the 800 people who lived in Vilcabamba at the time, Nine claim to be centenarians, which nine may not sound like a lot, but it's actually pretty remarkable. If you applied that ratio to the population of the United States at the time, that'd be more than two and a half million centenarians. In reality, the U.S. had fewer than 7,000. Dr. Leaf's work put Vilcabamba in the spotlight. 
National Geographic did a big feature on his work, and the story of this magical place spread. One article in particular made the rounds. It was syndicated in papers from across the U.S., from the Tampa Bay Times to the El Paso Register to the Wichita Beacon. The headline was, The Old Men and Women of the Mountains. The article quoted several doctors marveling at Vilcabamba. They eat slowly in small amounts, and they don't suffer from diseases created by extreme... If we can find out, we can take a big step in preventing heart attacks, hypertension, and other circulatory... Broken bones are a rarity among these men and women. Constant activity kept their bones... I've studied them carefully, and they don't seem to get sick. The article also featured a large picture of Miguel Carpio himself. And... I gotta say, he looks good. He's smiling, playing the guitar. People flocked to the village. Doctor after doctor showed up, theorizing and analyzing. Was it the water, the air? Maybe there's something in the food. Did they eat special herbs? Is there something about their biology or genetics? And most importantly, whatever it is, can we bottle it? and bring it back. Four years after his initial visit, Dr. Leaf himself went back. I returned to Vilcabamba to obtain blood, skin, and urine samples from the old people to study. On this visit, I was again introduced to Miguel Carpio, but told now that he was 132 years old. Even I became suspicious at this claim. Miguel Carpio had somehow aged 15 years in only four. On that second visit, Dr. Leaf discovered that the town's record-keeping wasn't the greatest. Lots of people had the same name. Documents got mixed up. On closer inspection, it turned out that nobody in the village was older than 96. Still... He noticed some patterns held true. People in Vilcabamba who lived longer tended to work outside, doing manual labor. They ate locally grown food, mostly vegetables, not a lot of fat. In other words, all those factors that Dr. Lee first considered something to be overcome, quote, working long hours on the rugged hillside and sparse vegetarian diets, those things weren't problems. They were the answer. Dr. Leaf publicly denounced a lot of his own findings from four years earlier. There was no magical fountain of youth to be found in Vilcabamba. But some people didn't want to let go of that dream. Even when confronted with the facts, a myth dies hard. The economic interests in favor of perpetuating the myth in Vilcabamba are considerable. The price of land went up. An American entrepreneur started selling bottled water from the stream that ran through Vilcabamba. A dude named Johnny Love Wisdom showed up and began peddling something called Brethanarianism, which says that humans can live off spiritual energy alone. And with all the longevity peddlers came things like a pizza place, some hotels, and a place for Vilcabamba in every guidebook. But people like Rosa and Claudie 
we're still there. Claudia and Rosa say that when the foreigners first showed up, they didn't mix much with the locals. They built their restaurants and hostels, didn't speak Spanish. There's no question that the arrival of the foreigners fundamentally and irreversibly changed Vilcabamba. I was expecting Rosa and Claudi to be angry about that. And I'm sure there are people out there who do feel that way. But Rosa and Claudi tell me that little by little, everyone just kind of started getting used to each other. They still love Vilcabamba. They loved it the way it was. And they love it the way it is today. When I spoke with them, Rosa and Claudia weren't concerned about the people who came to Vilcabamba. They were more concerned about the people who have left, like their kids. They both have children who moved away. Just like any small town anywhere, there are some who dream of something different and move off to bigger cities. But for Rosa and Claudia, life here is still quiet, even with all the newcomers. The weather's still good. They still eat food that's grown nearby. And they still have lots of friends. In fact, they told me there's more than 10 centenarians in the old folks' home where they live. And I gotta say, when I heard them make this claim, the journalist part of me thought, hmm, this is how this whole thing got started in the first place. But there was another part of me that really wanted to believe it was the truth. Special thanks to Claudi and Rosa, who I'm sure will live long, healthy lives. And very special thanks to our interpreter, who also happens to be my aunt, Lori. She's in her 70s, and she's lived near Vilcabamba for years, working as a nun. She confirms that Vilcabamba is a great place to get old. It's beautiful, clean air, 70 degrees year-round, and still pretty quiet. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes... Dylan Therese. Doug Baldinger. Chris Naka. Camille Stanley. Willis Ryder Arnold. Sarah Wyman. Manolo Morales. Baudelaire Seuss. Gianna Palmer. Tracy Samuelson. John Delore. Our technical director is... Casey Holford. This episode was sound designed and mixed by... Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. 
There's a link in our episode description. Our theme and end credits are by Sam Tyndall. I'm Johanna Mayer, wishing you all the wonder in the world and a very long life. See you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.